Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now let's meet tonight's panel. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the game show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton. We have a very excellent uh, show for you today. Uh, it's the day after uh, St. Patrick's Day, so we're going to learn about Ireland. Oh. And before we learn about Ireland, let's learn about our teams. Uh, the team on my left, do we have a team name? Absolutely, we do, Spencer. Okay, lay it on me. I passed a Blarney Stone, and all I got was this stupid T-shirt. No. <laughs> No, Do you like it? I, I hate it. Okay. I, have to, I, I have to say it like 15 times. That's why we picked it. <laughs> okay, well, fine. While well, I'm writing this down, let's learn who our, our individual players oh, are. Oh, my name's Connor Doyle, which is a pretty on-brand name for tonight's theme. It really is. Yeah. My name's Liz Anderson. I'm probably Finnish. <laughs> I'm Daryl Monty. I'm the most Irish-looking person here. Yeah. That's true. All right, and the uh, team to my right? Yeah. Um, uh, you got you got this, Ali. Wait, let's do the f- one all together. Okay. Right. Oh, Dabby boy. The, the Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite are flossing. Both teams automatically lose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, forgot, I thought we were doing the old name still. Oh, yeah, yeah well, the old name was... Um, Oh God! The Irish. 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 I held the Guinness Book of World Record for dabbling. What does that mean? I don't know. That's why we didn't go with it. Okay. Very, we workshopped it a hold, lot. Like, do you think someone holds the Guinness Book of World well, Record? Well, I was gonna say the may, being the mayor of Dublin. What is Dublin? Um, what do you mean by dabbling? The capital dabbling, of Ireland. Dabbling. Or like javelin with a lisp or something. <laughs> okay, great. Let's meet our players. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Allie Stark. I'm wearing glasses tonight because I'm ready to quiz. <laughs> uh, I'm Sophia Burks, and I know what Ireland is. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm Johnny O'Mara. Uh, that's all. God. <laughs> Then let's start the quiz. Thank you. <laughs> I'm wearing my glasses. I'm ready to quiz. Okay, very good. Let's, uh, let's I'm start ready with to Liz. Oh. Oh. Thin ice, Liz. <laughs> uh, this is the uh, question for the first team. I passed a barn and all I got was a stupid T-shirt. A long time ago, in a country far, far away, director J.J. Abrams introduced us to the first Jedi Temple and summer retreat for Luke Skywalker, the planet of Oshto. The filming location was a UNESCO World Heritage Site, the tiny island of Skellig Michael off the west coast of Ireland. The stone huts and stairs seen as Rey hikes up to meet Luke are not CGI, but actual 7th century homes. Uh, This is for a a sect of monks that used to live on the island. Um, But in episode 8, The Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson, the director, returned to the island, but filming was disrupted as several of the local residents had returned and refused to clear the set. 
So your question is, who were these residents, and how did Ryan Johnson deal with the issue of extra bodies in each shot? residents and how did ryan johnson deal with these guys oh they were the puffins and he turned them into porgs okay <laughs> uh what's a puffin a puffin is i'm a, very familiar with what a pork is a puffin is a dumb bird oh mm. and uh, what are what are its colors oh, it's, oh yeah it looks like a fat toucan or a <laughs> or a, a a penguin that went on vacation <laughs> so it has a hold, hold on. it has a elaborate, elaborate on what that means. So like you know a penguin, suitcase. and the penguin is just like I want to lose a little bit of weight, but I also want a little bit of color, and I just want to show everyone that I'm fifty and free. And like a a beak, like a big beak. Yeah, but that's yeah. where the color is. Yeah, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Are you? You wanted to be on my team. No. <laughs> Any what, further questions or what's a porg? <laughs> my, the rest of my team said they knew, but I don't. And for our listeners. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, for the listeners, what's a pork? It's a seal owl. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, that's a pretty good description. Or like a puffin on vacation. <laughs> so a sunburned penguin. Yes. Great. And uh, if each of you had to, I don't know, like interpret the noises of a puffin versus a porg mm. what would what would that sound like you want us each to do both yeah sure okay do it for the listeners sure mm-hmm. should i go first yes yeah, do the- okay <laughs> a puffin would be like okay that's a pretty sick beat is it somebody sample that um and then a porg is is like I'm a, I'm I'm gonna give you five points. <laughs> I like that you started that sentence and you didn't know if you were gonna give or take. I did not know. I really did not know. Uh, I have one further question. Go ahead. How do you think those porks taste though? Because mm. they look good. They're too small to have any good meat. They're well, that, probably stringy. That's why you gotta eat so many. They look a little like little fat walruses. Walry? Walruses? Walruses. And so probably real blubbery, like real fat, Ooh. like like a uh, pork belly. Pork belly. Mm. Five more points. <laughs> the microphone down. You're going to pay for that. Uh, okay, what do, do we think it's on the truth or are they lying? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It, it is true? It's true. It is true. You're right. Porgs or puffins. <laughs> That's right. Can I get points if I tell you how to tell the difference between a boy porg and a girl porg? Uh, I'll tell you after you tell me. <laughs> it's just the color. The boy ones have orange and the girl ones have gray. Oh. Yeah. Everyone, a, I'll give you points for that. <laughs> Even everyone. in a fantasy world, ladybirds can't have beautiful colors. Oh. Maybe it's a Star Wars that can make anything. <laughs> I did not understand this. <laughs> That's okay, Liz. Well, while, while Liz is composing herself, let's move on to uh, Oh, Dabby Boy, Fortnite, Fortnite's are, are flossing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, now, Irish, <laughs> what? Irish pronunciation is a tricky beast with its own rules that confound visitors and game show hosts trying to ask simple trivia questions in peace. For example, the name Siobhan is actually pronounced Siobhan. Uh, Blaskeoid is Blasket. And Enya is... Got her. Uh, On the southern end of the country, you'll find the town of Cobb, which is actually pronounced Cove. 
The Cove was a 2009 Academy Award-winning documentary about Japanese dolphin fishing and capturing. Dolphins love eating fish, but are smart enough not to eat fugu, or a puffer fish, but they do love to nibble on the floating death balloons. Now, why would dolphins want to chew on puffer fish? All right. Why would dolphins want to eat pufferfish? Um, well, as everyone knows, dolphins are the only animal, only animal that has sex for fun. Uh, and <laughs> when you yeah. want to have sex, you got to have fresh breath. So they use it to clean their teeth. <laughs> yeah. You're going to so be the- like, hey, cute little dolphin, want to have some fun? And then you got some gnarly mangled teeth. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Oh, so chew on a little pufferfish and have a good night. It's just like in uh, Annie, how for no reason in the middle of the, the Annie, uh, they, s- they sing the song I about love the middle. Of, my favorite's the beginning of the Annie. <laughs> Wait, are you thinking You're never dreams? fully dressed without, without a, a smile. smile. That's about dolphins <laughs> trying to have sex. Do, do dolphins have like real proper teeth or are they, do they have like the whale kind of... Do they have baleen? baleen? Nice. nice. I get 50 points because y'all are nerds. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think they got little sharp nubbins. I didn't yeah. ask you. I asked them. Okay. They, no, they, they got, got they little got sharp. Teeth. They have little nubbins. sharp nubbins. Yeah. Little nubbins? Yeah. Little nubbins. Uh, very, very small holes in between in between the teeth. That's why the, the puffer fish are so perfect for So them. they specifically like angle the puffer fish to, to get in between the teeth. Well, it's yep. like gum. Yeah. How do they position them? Do in, they in the mouth? One holds I, no, I, it and the other goes. Oh, so, so it's, it's a, a team. Two-person. It's a team exercise. Well, if you're it's not ready play. to clean each other's teeth, you're not ready for sex. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's what my parents told me. <laughs> and here you are. <laughs> Can't wait to have sex. <laughs> uh, do we think it's on the truth? Is this? Oh uh, no, 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 we no. don't. We no. don't. What, what do you think the real answer is? They use it to get high, <laughs> lit. Yeah. Blazer. Hashtag That's right. They, they want to get high. Yeah, since it's tough for dolphins to roll a joint and get it to their blowholes, not to mention the challenge of keeping it lit underwater, they look for other means to get stoned. Uh, the toxin in the puffish skin, uh, which is usually deadly, can produce a nice numbing buzz in small doses. Hey, Spencer, so, mm. can I tell a personal story about that first Irish name that you said? Siobhan? Yeah. Sure. Uh, I had a crush on a girl in middle school, and I knew her cat's name was that, but we only talked on AIM. And so she told me her cat's name was that. Like Siobhan. Yes. And so I, I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to come back from summer vacation, and I'm going to ask her something personal and cool. And I walked up to her, and I was like, hey, how's Siobhan? <laughs> and she was like, what? <laughs> she was like, are you talking about Cinnabon? And I was like, no, you're a cat. And she was like, it's pronounced Shiban. And I was like, okay. And then I later asked her out in the most embarrassing way I've ever asked anyone out in my life. Which was? was story it? part two. I, I sent her a terrible Facebook message. Yeah. And her name was, was Ginny. And I ended it with... In... <laughs> If uh, you're dying right now, now. No, it's so bad. It's so this. bad. I said in Forrest Gump voice. <laughs> and I said, I like you, Jin <laughs> Oh my god, that's so bad. And then she stood me up at Pirates of the Caribbean. 3. Good. Of course. 
the Caribbean three at World's End. Yeah, then I called my dad and he came, but all the seats were gone, so we sat in the front row. <laughs> Connor, you just got fifty points. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was worth it, oh even my at the time. God, I can't handle that. I have to move on. It's too much. I have to move. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Okay, let's, this uh, next question is for I pass a Barney to an all got was a stupid t-shirt. In the 10th century, Brian Boru defeated the forces of the O'Neill clan and became the high king of Ireland, with his descendants ruling various parts of the country for centuries. One of these descendants built the majestic Drumaland Castle in the early 1600s. Many would try to take the castle over the next 300 years, but none would succeed until the family sold the estate in 1962. One of the most prominent landmarks on the estate is the Temple of Mercury, which marks a burial site of Sean Boish, who single-handedly defended the castle in 1717. How did Sean Boish defend Drumoland Castle? Okay, how did Sean Boyce defend Drummond Castle? Oh, Spencer, so the castle was under siege, right? Mm, sure. And they were out of food inside. But they didn't want to let on to the sieging army that they were out of food. So they took their last two loaves of bread and they threw them over the wall of the castle. Like, we have so much bread, we can get rid of this bread and we'll be fine. And the other army was super, like, morally defeated by that. Sure. And then they, they broke the siege and left. That's how. There you go. What type of bread was it? Irish soda bread. <laughs> How do you make that? Well, uh, you take some club soda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever made tempura batter? Nope. No, no one has. <laughs> cool, then I guess you don't know the method to make Irish soda bread. <clears throat> Any more questions? <laughs> How many people, what, was the, what were the numbers of uh, people like in the castle versus sieging the castle? It was, probably it was like- one guy. He said it was single-handed. <laughs> <laughs> It was That's his weird. idea, yeah. Was, so he was, could have lived off for a while with that, yeah, those yeah. two loves of I heard a stat recently that said you can live for a month off of just beer and water. I was at a bachelor party this weekend, and that was like a, that was a conversation for like an hour. Is everyone was like, hey, how long do you think you could live off of beer and water? Yeah, that sounds like a bachelor party. Yeah, it was. Connor, yeah. Your His stories are live. bad. Your, your stories are bad, and your life is bad. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. You wanted to be on my team. Yeah. Liz just lost those 50 points Whoa. you earned earlier. Isn't it a thing that the, the you could live forever off of just potatoes and milk? I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. I've that read guy, the Martian. Like, lived five days in his car off of Taco Bell packets. Do you say you know a guy who did? No, it's just a guy in the world that did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say if you get stuck in a ditch just to suck on one of your jacket buttons. What? what? Is that what they, that's a real specific uh, piece of advice. Yeah. Well, they you've been stuck th- in a ditch. Well, they teach us things like that at drivers ed in Minnesota because they're like, you're gonna get stuck in a ditch. Like it's gonna be blizzarding. So just like rip off a button from your jacket and suck on it, and the, you'll be okay. That is a real thing. It's what a is, real thing. What does it do? It, it just like it suppresses what are your, your buttons hunger. made of in Minnesota. Um, beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> it also keeps you hydrated. It, lets mm-hmm. you, it gives you something to suck on. Yeah, gives you yeah, something to yeah, suck on. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like passing the time than sucking on a button. Yeah, yeah for sure. Isn't that what it says on the Minnesota flag? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like passing It's just the Jesse time. the Body Ventura saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing like passing some time with sucking on a button. I know you can do it, buddy. <laughs> I set good. you up for that. All right, what do we, what do we think? You're telling the truth? 
No. 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 <laughs> okay. We think that he lit a fire uh, on or around the castle. Mm-hmm. Or he built a giant horse <laughs> out of wood. <laughs> Interesting. You're and then he Ali lit is, it on fire. Ali is closest so far. Ooh. Two horses? <laughs> so, oh. Oh, by winning a horse race. So, let me tell you a little story here. Wow. In the early 1700s, the lord of the castle had remodeled and redecorated so much that he acquired seemingly insurmountable debt. With collectors <laughs> threatening to foreclose on his estate, he literally bet the castle on a single horse race. <laughs> Sean Boyish was one of the horses in the lord's Whoa. stable. And won the race, restoring the O'Brien family fortune and saving the castle. It was a horse! That's right. What a name for a horse. Sean Boyce. Sean Boyce. My horse's name is John Winters. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize we were playing a riddle game. (laughs) Here, here, it's Riddle Town. Wow, I really love all these riddles. I I let sleeping dogs answer riddles. I can't tell if you should gain or lose more points. Can I tell a story about a castle? Yes. I, I went to a castle in Ireland once that is just owned by a guy, and he lives there. Like, it's his house. And he does tours of the castle so that he can, I guess, be like a historic site and get tax breaks or something. So he does it, like, once a year. So it was just uh, my, my wife and me and a bunch of very elderly people. And we walked around this guy's house that was a castle. And he had just had a party the night before, so there were, like... There was just like, like, like pizza boxes cans and, and yeah, cans and like cups. Everyone's like, yeah, sorry, had a party. Uh, anyway, here's the library that we've had for like a thousand years. Uh, we've got some of Shakespeare's folios uh, being used as coasters. Yeah, and and then he was like, uh, but it really sucks because you know it really costs like a buttload of money to maintain a castle, and really all we want to do is sell it, but we can't because like. It's been in our family for a thousand years, uh, so we just have to kind of live in this like dumpy castle. Dude, dude, I think you just wrote a killer pilot right there. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Us yeah. and our dumpy castle. <laughs> well, he has womp womp in the title. <laughs> he has someone move in. Good answer. <laughs> to like help pay the rent, and he's Ooh, and he's, he's his messy. butler, <laughs> and he's young Sheldon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, fatty boy, Fortnite's are flossing. During World War II, the German Luftwaffe relentlessly battered the UK in the London Blitz, dropping bombs anywhere they saw lights in buildings and homes. UK residents had strict blackout rules to make it harder for German pilots to tell when they were over the city. Now, unfortunately for the Irish, who were neutral in World War II, the next place the bombers would see lights was often in Irish towns, who really didn't like being blown up for no reason. It didn't take long for the Irish to come up with a plan to warn away the German planes. What low-tech solution did Ireland use to let the Germans know they had the wrong island in their sights? What did Ireland do to warn away the German planes? Uh, they would use fireworks to shoot off into the air as kind of like a warning that this was kind of like a not not a signal. And like, know. welcome to the party. Yeah. We're just going to have a good We're time. Gonna... Boom, boom. We're independent. Baby, you're a firework. Don't bomb our homes. <laughs> <laughs> I like us. 
like that. Just like that. Okay. So, so they were just joyless, sad fireworks. Yeah. No, yeah. those are happy fireworks. Like, don't worry about us. Everything's good. Yeah, Turn so what, around. Uh, yeah, what was the, the ambiance like around the lighting of the fireworks? Was it ceremonial? Was it sad? I mean, was it's it always a party in Ireland, so... <laughs> yeah. It was always a good time. Not always. I feel like when there's fireworks involved, the nineties, the eighteen (laughs) eighties, the nineties, two thousands, and today. (laughs) Just the good times. No, that's what I call troubles. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. Was it surprising to anyone else that Ireland was neutral during World War II? Yes. Yeah, I don't right? think I knew. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. What kinds of fireworks were they? Were they green? Okay. There's the chandelier green. ones, the poppy, like, ones. Some that look uh, like shamrocks. Oh, oh, if you could name a firework, what would you name a firework? The, what? Because oh, fireworks like, have, like, really, yeah, have they really do. Like, cool names. Like, you might know this if you listen to the companion episodes, Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, Fibs. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Some fireworks sound like craft beers, some craft beers sound like fireworks. Hmm. Cool plug, dude. We nailed it. <laughs> We're always trying to get those organic it's, plugs. It's crazy. Can you use another 50 points? Yeah. <laughs> Any other questions? So I or? guess they don't want to answer them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I so. would call them some, uh, I don't know, like whizzy trees. <laughs> oh, I like that. Like peat trees? Like you call them like peat trees. <laughs> like what? Like peat trees? Like whizzy? Like pea? Like peat trees? No. Are you saying... Like pea trees, like pea trees, like a pea tree, like a pea tree. The land before time, like pea trees. Do they pee on trees? I'm gonna put a specimen in my pea tree. Guys, I'm talking about pea trees. You know what I'm saying? Spencer, can you tell your bad joke again? Because that's better than this. That's what I call troubles. Do you have any more questions here? No. No. Do we think they're telling the truth? No. 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 Okay. What's what's the answer? I believe they they pulled on Guinness neon lights. In the, the windows. Yeah. In the windows. Oh, like, okay. Like, they like, spelled out, my yeah, goodness, my goodness. Because if it was England, it would be a Boddington's light. <laughs> I see. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, actually, they just wrote ire all over the place. So ire is an Irish language name for the country and a popular crossword answer. Workers yeah. laid out store, uh, stones along the coast to spell out E-I-R-E. As planes would approach, they would generally see these markers and realize they'd flown too too far and turn around to drop their bombs on the proper island. <laughs> Why didn't the British do that? Because uh, they're idiots. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so but it was night. There were white stones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not satisfied with that answer. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, I passed the Barney Stone and all I got was a stupid t-shirt. Yes. One of the foods most popularly associated with the Irish is the potato. And who could blame them? Potatoes are delicious just about any way you cook them. Plus, they're fun to play with. Mr. Potato Head swept the nation in the 50s and was the first toy to be advertised on TV. But even before that, during the Great Depression, the spud gun was invented, which was a small toy gun that fired little tater bullets using air pressure. <laughs> The original inventor of the spud gun sold the patent to Joseph Kosman, the brother-in-law to the founder of Milton Toys. Milton and Joseph made a butt-ton of money off the spud gun, and they even wrote a book about it. What's the name of the book? What's the name of this crazy book? Uh, the name of the book is Mashed. Mashed. M asterisk, A asterisk, S asterisk, S H. No, no, no. H. No, you said S. 
Who's your favorite character from MASH? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Name any other yeah. one. Not <laughs> Daryl, not Daryl. Radar. Oh. No. <laughs> Alan Alda. Radar is awesome. Uh, the football team. <laughs> uh, what does the cover art of this book look like? Uh, uh, it's Vietnam. a pair of legs uh, with a potato. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a pair of legs that has a potato? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, you would think it would be a potato with a pair of legs, but rather it's a pair of legs with a potato. <laughs> it's a severed <laughs> pair of legs so lying adjacent you, to a potato. You can tell a lot by a person whether they see the potato with legs or the legs with a potato. <laughs> I just see a vase. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself some points for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the name. Mashed? What was it about? What was the plot? What was the climax? He's... Who are my characters? What's the setting? All those literature things. So it was set during the Korean War, but really what it was was a metaphor for the Vietnam War. Um, and in the thick of trench warfare, they, uh, they ran out of bullets, so they shot potatoes yeah, 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 yeah. at each other. You know, it takes longer to read that book than the actual Korean War lasted. <laughs> Uh, what would, what We're making some real hard to understand jokes upstage, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of A to B to C to D. Uh, uh, what would be your favorite review of this book? What's the best review that this book Oh, got? yeah. You know, uh, yeah, like uh-huh. every book I like, I know all the reviews for. <laughs> of course. Um, uh, Roger Ebert says, <laughs> 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 says I, uh, I don't read many books. <laughs> But can I finish it? I know the end, but I give this one two spuds up. <laughs> I couldn't take my eyes off it. I know, I didn't get that one. Uh, yeah, Gene Siskel also reviewed it uh, and said that it held limited appeal. <laughs> I watched it on Friday. <laughs> you know what? You guys are having so much fun, I'll give you some points. Yeah. <laughs> Because he watched you as a movie reviewer, you get it? We do. Do you think that it's <laughs> one time he replied to a comment I left on his blog? Is that really? true? Yeah. I Who, Cisco or Ebert? Ebert. What do you say? Yeah. Or what'd you say first? I, 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 Forrest Gump voice. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, Ebert. No, no, no. Damn, Giant just got 50 points. <laughs> Hell yeah. My mom took a picture of it and sent it to me. It was a, a nice moment God, in our lives. I, I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do we think they're telling the truth with this uh, book? There's no, no. absolutely yeah! way. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. What do you think the name of the, t- the book was? You got it. Spuds and Buds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. United. Spuds of America. Uh, it was called How I Made a Million Dollars in Mail Order, and You Can Too. Oh, oh that's, that was our second class. <laughs> it's a step-by-step manual for manufacturing, testing, and marketing mail order products that require a minimal initial investment. It's available on Amazon and very outdated. That's a good imagine. book. Oh. That's actually a useful book. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, mail order is yeah, so hot well, right now. Hey. <laughs> if you made a million dollars in those dollars, imagine how many d- today dollars that is. <laughs> if you made that many dollars in potato dollars, can you imagine how many french fries it would be? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dabby boy, Fortnite's Fortnite's are flossing. Traditional Irish music hit the mainstream in the 1990s with Riverdance becoming an international phenomenon and the Irish-inspired tin whistle of My Heart Will Go On winning every award it was nominated for. 
That song also turned French-Canadian singer Céline Dion from a regular star into a super-mega ultra-star overnight. Within a few years, she had her own venue at Caesars Palace at the Coliseum. The theater was custom-built for her show with 4,200 seats and a 4,800-square-foot LED screen that cost over $10 million. Her show, A New Day, ran at the Coliseum for four and a half years. Of course, even Céline Dion needed a break from time to time. When Céline needed a vacation, who was her fill-in? All right, who filled in for Celine Dion when she needed to take a break? Uh, it was uh, Barbara Streisand. Okay. Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> wow, emphatic. <laughs> oh, but oh, so uh, what? So did Barbara? How long was her residency? Do you for think? As well, long never... as Celine was gone. So, so did Barbara Streisand do Celine Dion songs, or did she do her no, own? No, no, no. It was her own show, and it was just a limited engagement, and it was just there in place because the theater was there, and they were like, "We might as well use this theater." Cool. I'd like to hear from each of you individually, with mm-hmm. no conferring, what your favorite Barbara Streisand song is. <laughs> I would oh, got too. It. Excuse me. Uh, mine is "Tell Him," which is uh, the Barbara Streisand and Celine Dion song. So, uh, from from which film? From which film? Which film is "Tell Him" from? Uh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know, but I know it is. <laughs> um, mine's the one, the wind beneath my wings. I think that was her. It's a mm-hmm. Bette Midler dude. <laughs> That's Bette Midler dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that was our the first time there. that sentence has ever dude, been said. Dude, you're a freaking oh. shooby man. <laughs> you know, you know, you're divas, my dude, broski. Dude, you think Sutton Foster's great? You should hear Bette Midler. <laughs> my man, you haven't lived till you've seen Yentl. Dude, I fucking love Norbert Leo Butts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Any other questions? Well, I want to hear Allie's favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh. I liked um, when she was in A Star is Born, when she did Shallow. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that that's a real song that they play on the goddamn radio. Do they? Yes. Yeah, they do. A lot. Do you want to sing it, Connor? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where are you going, girl? <laughs> oh, they're both Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about that song. Yes. Where are they in relation to The Shallow? Because sometimes they say they're far from it, and sometimes they say they're in it. And also, I don't understand what that song well, is about. she's diving into the deep end, so she's far away from The Shallow. She's off the deep end. Come watch her dive in. She's yeah. far from The Shallow now. Yeah. But, like, I think when I'm In The dive- Shallow. Uh, 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 it's crazy that everyone on stage but me has seen this movie. Oh, oh I have, I've not seen it. Ali, you haven't seen either? No. Ali just got 50 points. No! Which Honestly, one? I don't want to cry. Allie Starker, was... the main character from the movie. Okay. You just lost no. 50 points. No. <laughs> we spell it different. And I just don't want to cry right now. Like, That's let's fair. be happy. That's fair. That's fair. Like, That's fair. Okay. I cried. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, everyone I talked to said they cried, so I'm not going to go to a movie that 100% of people have cried at. Yeah, it's fair. I feel like That's it's like an I... inspiration cry, though. I've cried in the movie theater at two movies in the last... <laughs> Like 10 years. You want to guess what they are? Pirates uh, of the Caribbean 3. <laughs> that was outside the theater. That was outside, not in it. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. And the world's... And we're at the world's end. Who doesn't cry at the world's end? Because my world was ending. Connor, please. Please. Please shut up. Uh, I, 
I don't even know. I don't. Star Wars: Force Awakens. No, I cried dude, during that. No, dude. You cried during Up because all boys do. No, no, no. I, I cry during every movie now. Okay, oh. actually, it's three movies. It's three. I forgot about one. I mm-hmm. cried during the Bob We Out of Baby Eats a Boy commercial. <laughs> so happy for them. What were all I, of the words you just said? The oh. ba- Baba Yaga eats a boy. No. <laughs> when you're That's... making a collect call and you need to get a message oh, through, you I say I thought your that name. was a brand. Bob We Out of Pizza Boy. What? I was like, Baba Yaga like, eats a boy. Bob We Out of Pizza Boy. That's me. I make pizzas. Bob We Out of. Oh, my name's Bob Weah. I'm having a day. They <laughs> lied. They lied. They, they did lie, but before we do that, just run down the three movies you cried in cool. the last ten years. In, in uh, 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 order, uh, Wreck-It Ralph cried like what? a baby. Oh, cried at the end of Wreck-It Ralph. Really cried. Great movie. Uh, number two, uh, About Time really gets ah! you. About Time really what? gets you. I, I, I sobbed in the theater, and everyone looked at me. <laughs> I sobbed. I, went, I bet you wish you could squeeze your hands together and go back in time. No, not I loved that every movie. minute of it. Uh, and then the third one is, without a doubt, the best movie of the year 2018, Paddington 2. <laughs> I ride for Paddington 2. I, I, seriously, go watch Paddington 2. If, there's, I, if I can plug anything, Spencer, can you change my plug at the end of this episode? Yes. To Paddington 2, the movie. <laughs> You're going to regret that. I won't. <laughs> I believe that. Uh, so you think they're lying? We think they're lying. Then who do we think the real replace, replacement I, for Celine I legitimately Dion's? think that it is Bette Midler. Bette Midler, okay. Uh, the answer was Elton John. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know you made it when Elton John joined your study. Spice? I love that. But stand by, because I might give you some points anyway. Uh-oh. Uh, so for a couple weeks every year, Celine would rest up while the theater was temporarily turned into the home of the Red Piano, which managed to gross roughly $9 million every three weeks. Jeez. Eventually, Elton John had to back out due to contract conflicts and was replaced by Cher. Oh, and when Cher's contract was up, uh-huh. Bette Midler stepped We're at the top of the pyramid scheme. It's Bet Midler, dude. <laughs> My dude. My dude. All right, Hello, this is a question Dolly. for Abby, uh, oh, Dabby Boy, Fortnite's Fortnite's are flossing. Oh, that's not true. Uh, this is a question for I Pass the Blarney Stone. All I got was a stupid T-shirt. How did I mix those two up? Just because we've been spending most of the time talking. There, yeah, there's a, a, a Garfield uh, T-shirt. The phrase, kiss me, I'm Irish, is seen everywhere around St. Patrick's Day. It's thought to come from the tale of the Blarney Stone, which gives good luck to those who kiss it. Most people love to kiss, but some don't. Why do some Sudanese people abstain from kissing other people? Go for it. Yeah. All right, what do we think? I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that. Why um, do some Sudanese people not kiss other people? Uh, because they, you can only kiss when you're married. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, touch that one with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> Johnny, I know you're married. Have you kissed yet? Not yet. No. <laughs> well, are you saving it for... We're the, waiting for our 10-year anniversary. You're waiting for the end of the, the remaining Star Wars movie. <laughs> Talk about crying during a movie. I'm going to have a tough time. Uh, can you tell me some of the traditions uh, at, a tri- at a Sudanese wedding? I ceremony? don't. I, can't, I don't know. Of course I don't know. That's probably the best answer you could have given. <laughs> but, I mean, are people, are, are in general people uh, here going around kissing a bunch of people? I don't kiss very many people, As especially not my wife, which I just said. <laughs> 
I went through a phase where uh, when I would be drunk at parties, I would just want to, I would want to kiss people, but only, only. I, hey, did you know you can live for ten years on just kisses? <laughs> the human head weighs nine pounds. Why did I? Bro, how long do you think you can live on just kisses? Ooh, a million years if it's your kisses, baby. Ew! Ew! That's like a really bad AAM away message. Connor, <laughs> I hate that I'm going to leave this episode knowing so much about you. <laughs> I hate. It. Did you ever have the thing on AIM where it was like, so you could go into like the, the kind of profile, but then you could do like, I think it was called Pimp My Profile, and it would sure. be like an, a super expanded one, and there were like tabs, oh. and you could be like, these, look at these are all uh, copy pasted things from chats that I had that are funny to me and no one else. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Um, oh, yeah. And like lyrics that I thought were angsty mm-hmm. and cool. Just like guys, all brand new. That's yeah. how yeah. <laughs> everyone learned HTML from AIM away yeah. messages. Yeah. Do you from guys that remember, and uh, from your MySpace, yeah. when you would have to yeah, put yeah, in yeah, your, like, yeah. your background yeah. and your song. Do you guys remember your AIM screen name? Yes. Oh yeah. my god. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Liz Kitty one. Liz Kitty? <laughs> Liz Kitty one. Oh. Okay, mine my dad actually had to like make me delete it and do a new one. Uh oh. Because it was Pussycat eighty eight. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in first grade. You got aim in first well, grade. Because my older siblings got it because they were both in like middle school. So then I made myself one one day, and it was Pussycat eighty. That sucks because I tried to with? make mine Pussycat eighty eight. <laughs> <laughs> I would go on. I would go on chat rooms. Chat- oh no, Ellie, no. And I was you Pussycat eighty. You could have been Ellie Cat, but you were Pussycat. <laughs> <laughs> you chose Pussy. I chose Pussycat. And my dad, and then when it was time to make my official email, I was like, oh, let's do Pussycat88 because that's already my AAM. And my dad was like, no, <laughs> oh, what is happening? <laughs> and so then I became um, Alibaba717. Okay, and sure. then I became Curly Dancing Al7. <laughs> curly Dancing Al? Yeah, because I, I had curly hair, I danced, and my like name a, is Al. That sounds like a vaudeville entertainer. <laughs> curly well, Curly Dancing Al coming at you. <laughs> I knew a guy in college, at our school, you would pick your college email address, and that was sort of like your login for everything, and it was also, as you were applying for jobs fresh out of college, uh, you would use your college email email address, and he did not realize this, because no one tells you, and he made his email address uh, Reptar (laughs) at our school. (laughs) Uh, Oh, blessed be. I think uh, you probably... I'll tell you who it was later. I think I remember, <laughs> but I don't. Uh, do we think that they're telling the truth? Oh, I want to hear all of the AIM screen. Oh, names. God, do we have time? Yeah. Mine was uh, Rose Petals 194 because my middle, my middle name was Rose. But it was? It, oh, was, yeah. I changed it. I hated it. Uh, no, it's now it's Petals. Now it's Pussy. <laughs> no, it's now it's Pussycat 88. <laughs> But uh, on AIM, I like I hate thinking about AIM because I know these two girls uh, who catfished another girl on AIM <gasps> no. in like middle school, and they were they told her like we're like it was like the popular guy in school, like they pretended to be him. Oh. They were like we're dating, but I can't say it at school, and I never told her, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Tell her now. <laughs> Tell her now. Maybe she's listening. No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Did she ever find out ever? I Oh, that that sucks. Those two girls were also like her friends. No, no, they weren't. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. weren't. 
let's let's skip Johnny for now. Uh, Thank God. Corn, Corn Man, what was your? Oh man, this. I think the only two people in this room who will enjoy this are Daryl and Rich. My, okay. I, my favorite two basketball players were Peja Stojakovic and Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> and so, oh, one more dude. Okay. Uh, so I was Peja Dirk eight eight eight. Jesus. Okay. Never mind. That dude got off my bandwagon real fucking fast. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah, okay. Uh, Liz? I was Liz Kitty One, yeah. Liz Kitty One, that's right, of course. Daryl. Meow. Uh, Kool Aid Man DM. <laughs> <laughs> See? We could have we stopped, and you wouldn't have gotten that, Spencer. Kool Aid Man. <laughs> Daryl, you just got 50 points, my man. Oh, oh yeah. wow. <laughs> Dang, you just got another 50 points. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that easy. My, mine was mine was just Speeham or Spenham or Spenham, which is basically what my current yeah all you think current what current, current what nothing don't worry <laughs> and and finally Johnny your oh do you think mine was gonna be good no I know what your deal is and it sucks which is why um, I saved you for last so I had a bunch yeah uh, that's the first problem <laughs> depending on my mood sometimes I was uh, disgruntled rhino <laughs> uh, sometimes I was invisible giraffe. Oh, Were they uh, all animals? It was, it was adjective animal. <laughs> uh, well, and uh, and then sometimes I was written in Leet uh, Cleveland Steamer. I hate. <laughs> so. And what's weird? What's weird is he was in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> My dad made those for me. <laughs> Johnny's fifty goddamn years old. Now. Why do some Sudanese people abstain from kissing other people? That was the question we asked. Oh, yeah. And, and I believe we got an answer. It was because they didn't want... Because they they, wait until marriage. Wait until marriage. So do we think they're telling the truth or lying? Well, no, because no. then they still are kissing. Okay, so what's the real answer? Kissing's gross. It's, it's so rude. <laughs> it's yeah, rude. Yeah, if you kiss someone, that means you're ready for a fight. Yeah. Uh, so actually, some Sudanese people believe Ooh. that mouths oh. are the opening to the soul. Kissing another person on the mouth could, in fact, lead to yeah, them stealing in a, your soul. in a fight with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. devil's inside your tongue. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. This is, this is pretty sexy. Yeah, I'm, this is yeah. highly erotic. I'm, I'm into, into the this, devil. Yeah. I, uh, I would kiss the devil for sure. <laughs> now, oh, Debbie boy, Fortnite, Fortnite's are flossing. Satire is one of the pillars of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> comedy, you say? Never heard of it. What are the other pillars? <laughs> uh, we'll get to that later, maybe. Uh, so even goofy trivia shows like ours can't help but occasionally wander into political satire on accident. Uh, when we Thanks, do, Obama. <laughs> when, when we do, we owe much of that tradition to one of history's greatest satirists. Is that how you pronounce that word? Yeah. yeah. Jonathan Swift. Swift famously suggested the Irish sell their babies as food in 1729's A Modest Proposal, but his masterpiece is Gulliver's Travels, a satirical novel published three years earlier. Uh, featuring the lands of uh, the Lilliputians, the Brobdingnagians, and the Huynhams. <laughs> what was that? Can we run that back? Can we run that back one more time? Uh, we have to move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, the book actually covers five other destinations in part three. What? Uh, name at least one of the five other names uh, of the other destinations in Gulliver's Travels. What were the ones that you said? All right, you have five options. I just need the one. I just need one option. We, he goes home. To Ireland. Okay. Home to Ireland. Ireland. It's like a hero's journey. It is like a hero's journey. Because he ends up at home. Just like a hero's journey. Just like a hero's journey. Sure. 
the oh. call the call to call action, to action. Right. the horse calls him on the phone right the, that's the and the refusal ring was, ring it's me action let's go right and the refusal was when you hung the phone up uh-huh. <laughs> right in the battle the Battle of the Father, when you met the horse's dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Nobody wants to meet a horse's dad. Uh, and then I believe there was the uh, the meeting with the goddess, mm-hmm. which was... A bigger horse. A bigger horse, right. And then he was consumed the belly of the whale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got eaten by a horse. Every, everyone here knows the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knows. Honestly, I was an English major in college, and I don't know what the hell just happened. For real? Really? He meets well, I, horse I mean, people. Yeah, for real, I was an English major in college. <laughs> yeah, no wonder you're on stage right now. Here's the thing... Ouch. I think that they're right because I know that this is a riddle show now. (laughs) (laughs) I bet it's right. The thing that really bothered me about Gulliver's Travels was how quickly he learned every language of the new place he went. It was like, oh, he talked to these horses for 15 minutes and then he speaks horse. Dude, what really bothered me about Gulliver's Travels was when uh, Jack Black. Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the one movie Jack Black did. Yeah, the one movie. Where yeah, well, he's he, in a he video plays game. the substitute teacher and they who, who make a band. Who is actually a video game character. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Mars then attacks. And Fidelity and was high. <laughs> and there are clocks in the walls. Mm-hmm. Any more Jack Black movies we want to talk about? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Goosebumps! <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you think they're telling the truth? I, like, I, I legitimately think they're telling the truth. but Or like in the sense that they are correct. Like, home is one of the destinations. I think so. You guys can disagree with me. Did, we didn't talk about this. <laughs> no, you said, you said, and I quote before our answer, I don't want to do any more of your bits. <laughs> Hold on, is that... Liz, Liz, is that true? Yes, it is. You just earned 50 points. The team or Liz? No, Liz. I, I'm keeping meticulous detail of everyone's individual points. Don't Ooh, worry. Fine. Uh, but I'll do the bit if we it comes to. No, it's not worth it. Clearly. <laughs> uh, here's 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 the five answers. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Laputa, Bonabari, Lugnag, Globdubdrib, and Japan. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Japan, so foreign and exotic, just like Glob Nam Nam Drabab. Can we run that back one more time? Glob Nam Nam Drabab. Okay, yeah, there you go. Wow. All right. And home. In and home. He had to go home. He had to. That's, That's the a destination. Ends. It's about the journey, not the destinations. Oh. So the then the, the question doesn't even matter. It's, we've, we've <laughs> moved it's on. not about the destination. We've moved on. I passed pass the bornstone, all I got was a stupid I've t shirt. In James Joyce's Ulysses, <laughs> the author brilliantly captures the way our internal monologue drifts and changes, capturing the passing thoughts of its main character, Leopold Bloom. In one chapter in particular, the main character has a momentary musing about the city of Dublin, and Joyce unknowingly created a problem for mathematicians that wouldn't be solved for 92 years. What conundrum did James Joyce inadvertently create about Dublin? All right, what do we think? What, uh, what conundrum did J- James Joyce come up with on accident? Um, can a Dubliner be in Dublin and call himself a Dubliner? It's some paradox shit, right? Mm. Isn't it? Is it? Mm. Isn't it? Riddle show. Okay, but it, it seems like a clear-cut answer. Yeah. That, what, if I'm in Dublin, 
I'm a double, and I am from Dublin. I'm a Dubliner. Yes. You're American when you go into the bathroom, and you're American. Ah. When, thank you. And you walk. Uh, wait, wait. I, I don't know this. I don't know this riddle. What is this riddle? You're American when you go into the bathroom. Oh, no, never but mind. When I know you're it. in the bathroom, European. Well, when you're and, and on the way to the bathroom, you're Russian. And you walk on three legs in the <laughs> evening. <laughs> No, but it, like it is, he made a mistake and is, it ended up being just like a paradox that mathematicians were like, you're not supposed to be solving this, but people were trying to quote unquote solve it. Mm. Yeah, quote unquote. I don't like. But what was the, the paradox? I don't know the actual paradox. I forget it. Good so answer. You don't, so the, then you don't know the answer. answer. No, but I, that's the <laughs> I think, paradox. I think that's enough. Uh, we think they're lying, and we think the real answer is a math problem that was unsolvable. But I don't remember the specific one. Uh, okay, okay, fine. It was the goodwill hunting problem. <laughs> it was written on the wall of an Irish cathedral, was the... and then the bishop of, of Dublin solved it. And... Yeah. and then said, how do you like them apples? <laughs> Potatoes. <laughs> how do you like them taters? Yeah. Any further questions? Not no. really. No. Not, not really. Do you just want to talk or anything? We got yeah, let's just chat. How are you no, guys doing I over there? <laughs> Do we have an, uh, another uh, uh, substitute yeah, answer? Ours was a math problem. Some sort of math problem? Something like how, how many <laughs> cobblestones are in Dublin? <laughs> okay. That's that, a Yeah, that's my favorite math problem. Or like, that is a math problem. Something. You have to count. <laughs> how many beers are on this table? That's a great math problem yeah, that I just made up. up. Add them up. Math. Uh, the answer is, a good puzzle would be to cross Dublin without passing a pub. Oh. So, for a full century, mathematicians and cartographers tried to solve the puzzle, which was merely a wandering notion in the mind of Leopold Bloom. And it wasn't until 2014 that a 30-year-old computer programmer would successfully map out a route through the city that avoided drinking establishments. And to prove the point, he physically walked the route. And as long as you don't count hotel bars and the Guinness Brewery, it actually worked. <laughs> okay, but the Guinness but, Brewery, I'm sorry. But, but by the time... By the time uh, the results were published, several new pubs had opened along the route. So, for oh, a, wow. But like, for a brief moment in 2014, there was a solution you, to the route. Dude, if you don't count Irish pubs, I didn't pass any of them. Do you have to go... Is it a straight line, or can you just get any way? I think any way. Like, a lot of like, but you probably had to be on a road or an alley. Like, I, I think like, you, uh, you like, cut through alleys and stuff. You like, can't like, cut uh, through a building. Do you guys think you could figure out a route through Chicago without passing an Al's Beef? <laughs> yeah, it's called Lakeshore Drive. Oh, Christ. dang! That's oh, pretty. Job. That's pretty pretty clever. We're friends again. <laughs> <laughs> Were we ever? Oh, <laughs> you guys wow. should do some bits together. No. <laughs> well, you have, you have one more chance because we're at the final question. Thank God. Oh, oh, oh Davy boy, Fortnite's Fortnite's are flossing. God, that's so hard to say. Few people who dress up as their favorite pop culture characters and send their kids off to beg strangers for candy are aware that Halloween has Irish roots. Ah. Samhain originated in Celtic Ireland about 2,000 years ago. It marked the division of the year between the lighter half and the darker half of the year. At Samhain, the barriers between the world, uh, between this world and the other world were at their thinnest, allowing spirits to pass through. The eve of Samhain was marked with the Great Fire Festival. Someone who knows uh, a thing or two about fire festivals <laughs> is rapper Ja Rule. The co-founder of the 2018 Fire Festival is spending off claims of legal liability for the fiasco after the recent release of Hulu and Netflix documentaries on the subject. But this isn't the first time that Ja Rule has faced legal trouble. In 2004, why was Ja Rule sued? Oh, Debbie boy, Fortnite's Fortnite's are flossing. Please tell me, why was Jaw Rule sued in 2004? 
Uh, he he basically tried to make his own social network, but that was it was basically jawrule.com, but it was Facebook. Point of can I ask a point of clarification? Yeah. Uh, by his own social network, do you mean a, a, like an online site social network, or like his own shot for shot remake of the film The Social Network? That one. Okay. No, <laughs> uh, no it was like it was a, a MySpace type type website, but he just like straight up had someone lift the the code from an existing social network and just that's it. It was jawrule.com. Well, I'm, I, that was a, an example, a do, bad example. Do you I, know? Do you know the name of no. his social network? It was Rules Rules. <laughs> That's fun. Real, real world jaw rule challenge. Road road road, road jaw rules. <laughs> jaw rules just right. Uh, uh, speaking of social networks, what was your first MySpace song? <laughs> I never had a MySpace. Uh, you did? No. How, how, old, are how old are you? I'm 24. Okay, uh, well, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, on my Zanga, if you visited my Zanga, Bazanga, Bazanga, it would play, it would play an eight. <laughs> we, I like that you got the credit for that show. <laughs> it would play a weird like eight-bit version of uh, first uh, Flagpole Sitta by Ooh, Harvey Danger yeah, yeah. and then later uh, Sabotage by Beastie Boys. Ooh. I, I never had a song on any of my social networks, but one time uh, in like middle school, my friend did send me a MIDI of the song Flying by the Beatles, and he was like, you got to hear this song, dude. <laughs> What's it a rules. MIDI? So it's an uh, instrumental Beatles song in the first place that no one knows. Yeah, and and it, it, a MIDI's just like a. It it, like it's on Nintendo. Yeah. Um, um, did it change your life? Was it like Garden State? Yeah, I was mad that I held up my goddamn phone line for forty-five <laughs> minutes to download a MIDI of the Beatles song "Flying." <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my first MySpace song was by Stained. Oh, oh god! Wow. Yeah. Very good. Which one? It's I I was I've legitimately it's been, been for the week. Yes, that's what it was. Been a while. Remember the name? It was My it's been a while. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah. Wait. Everything I, I can remember. No, that's a bad song. Can you believe that that song was also sung by Bradley Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we think that that's on the truth? Is this the right answer? I Facebook. I think not. I don't think so. I think not. Okay. What do you think the real answer is? I think he tried to trademark. The word jaw. <laughs> Which is has religious connotations. And sure. Thus was In already the... trademarked. Or like, sure. a, you can't do it. Yeah, there's a higher power involved, right? Do churches trademark things? This is a great question. That's a great question. I don't yeah. want to know the answer because I don't want to get mad. Well, wasn't it Disney it, who tried to just recently do Cinco or uh, Dia de Los Muertos? They tried to trademark it like two years what? ago. Like because yeah. of Coco? when of Coco? When Coco came out, they tried to trademark Dia de Los Muertos. Crazy. Well, if they're they, such if, bad okay. people, they're so the answer. Uh, Jaw got in trouble for faking his episode of MTV Cribs. Oh, <laughs> oh my like, god! He got, like legal trouble. Yeah. So for, although he owned a fairly impressive house in the early 2000s, Ja Rule rented a mansion for the weekend and led the MTV camera crew through what? as though it was his own. In 2000. For the real owners sued him for trashing the place and allowing a camera crew to film without permission. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what? I'm trying to think of it. What is a Jaw Rule song? The way you do, the way you breathe, the way that that one. Uh, a a Jaw Rule song is an Ashanti song. Oh, oh there we go. Okay. Now we've come to the end of the uh, the round or the uh, the game. I should even say the round game. Now, no, yeah, basketball. The round game. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> Now, normally, if we were doing a, a normal regular game, uh, oh. I pass the Barney Stone, and all I got with a stupid T-shirt would win fifty points to forty points. Oh! But because I was handing out individual points, 
have this, to... this is going to be like at the end of every Harry Potter book. <laughs> <laughs> when Slytherin was about to win. The rest of the house had 12 points, but Neville can have 400. <laughs> For Neville is a good boy. <laughs> And I wish he was my son. It's easy to lie to your friends, but it takes true courage to, to uh, tell the truth. Can you imagine if you were just at the back of the Gryffindor bench, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was a or good like those Or like good Slytherin kids. Who like showed up to every no, class. No, but who won? Uh, I had <laughs> With 100 individual points, our big winner for tonight is Daryl. Oh! Man DM. So we want to thank everyone on stage. We want to thank Daryl in particular. I want to thank the audience here and at home. Everyone, thank you very much. Have a good night. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show was produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Simon Collier, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Fiona Stevens. Our panel this week, Liz Anderson can be heard on her podcasts, Campaign and Autonomic. Sophia Burks performs around Chicago with her improv team, Cool Ant. Connor Doyle can be heard on the Humanoid Resources podcast, hosted right here on Arcade Audio. Daryl Monty performs sketch comedy as part of Fiasco at the Crowd Theater. Fridays at 10 p.m. Eileen Stark performs regularly at the Comedy Sports Theater. And finally, Johnny O'Mara co-hosts the podcast Dilettante Ball, which can also be found right here on Arcade Audio. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcade audio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.